into the it is Wednesday, the 5th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. And Shane, I might sound a little bit different today because I'm here sitting in the Don Bradman stand at the Sydney Cricket Ground. And how good is it to have the Sydney Test back? Bain, how's the ground looking, Timmy? Looks superb. Looks superb. Absolutely beautiful. And I spoke to Adam Lewis, the curator, who's left um, uh, quite dry, he, and he's cut the grass a, li- a little bit more. So I reckon, okay. according to him, we should see a bit of spin towards the end. Obviously, there's a bit of moisture in the air for the next few days. But uh, look, just as you know, you played here. Uh, it's just pretty as a picture. It is a wonderful ground, mate, and I can't wait. Uh, although it's a dead rubber, mate, there's no dead rubbers in Ashes cricket, mate. So it should be a good match for all. Yeah, and of course, we have a great charity auction running. And get on and have a look, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. It's for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. And we're raising funds for really important cancer research. Some brilliant stuff there, including a golf day with the wonderful Benji Marshall, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. Got a huge show on the way. We're going to preview this test match. We're also going to talk about Bangladesh. What was going on with that review? And Nick Kyrgios out of the Australian Open warm-up match because of asthma. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, can England get any runs? Can England get any runs? That's the question. They've got five days here at the Sydney Test Match to to regain a bit of that pride. They've been soundly beaten, particularly in that last Test Match. Yeah, they have, mate, Timmy, and you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I know Root's under a lot of pressure as captain, but he's a fantastic batsman. But, yeah, the openers and, and, and the rest of that top six need to, to stand up and, um, and show some pride, I think. And uh, you can really do this. Oh, look, the Aussies, after a series win, you'd think they may take their foot off the pedal a little bit. But, uh, you know, every guy in this Australian team is playing for their position as well. So, so they may not. But um, I think the wicket will be more suited to bat- batting, uh, not that tennis ball-y type bounce you get down in Melbourne. So hopefully they can get some runs on the board and, and yeah, to make it a five-day test match. Yeah, well, I'm looking around here at the City Cricket Ground and there's lots of support. They they never lose their support, the English, and they've decided to bring mm. Stuart Broad in and Ollie Robinson goes out. It's, it was a bit of a surprise that Stuart Broad hasn't been playing more of this test series than he has because he's still only 35. Yeah, look, I feel for Ollie Robinson. He's bowled well when he's been called up um, this series. Mm. But I think England's probably got 
the attack they should have had for the first test in Brisbane. They've got Wood, um, Anderson, uh, Broad and Leach. And I think that's their best four. Um, yeah, Mark Wood gives them the, the pace. Um, Anderson is a, is a world-class bowler, as is Broad, uh, and Leach there to, to make, make most of the spin when it turns at the SCG. So that's probably their best attack. So the Aussies will be up against it. And, uh, and Kawaja coming in as well to replace Head, who's out with COVID. Yeah, and Scott Boland is there, and uh, oh, it would have been so difficult to to leave him out. Josh Hazelwood uh, missing out. Uh, of course, he still has that side strain. Yeah, him and uh, and Joe Richardson not hundred percent fit, so Scott Boland remains in the team after his brilliant six for seven in the second innings. Um, look, I think that the week at the SCG will suit him. It's a real uh, wicket where you have to bowl stump to stump, um, and he bowls those exact lines. Yeah, exactly. And uh, look, I really enjoyed uh, watching your Christmas celebrations and, and onto your New Year's <laughs> Eve celebrations. But I think the highlight was the, the Lee Christmas where Brett was bowling to his teenage son, Preston. And Preston's a very handy cricketer himself, of course, and you can tell us a bit more about uh, him. But he, he took his metal stump out. He didn't uh, relent on his son. And he's come out with a little cheeky post, Brett. Yeah, he did. Um, he was saying that uh, he was not going to give Preston an inch at all. But uh, Preston was batting, batting with no shoes on and we had sort of a, a semi-hard ball that they use in the um, I think it's the Woolworths uh, junior cricket stuff mm. um, and Brett sort of bowled him a couple of bounces and then pushed him back and then tried to rip his toe, toe off he ripped his middle stump out and uh, yeah no love lost there Brett was actually quite close too when he bowled the ball so but Preston is a he's a decent career himself he's he's captain New South Wales under 12s and under 14s already so um, yeah he has a good good future ahead of him yes and I tell you what his dad's got breaking <laughs> rights for the, the time being I think he's going to be bigger than his dad looking at how big he is already so uh, yeah some some fun at Christmas time. There's nothing quite like a, a street game of cricket or a backyard game of cricket or a game on the beach. What was going on with Bangladesh's worst review of all time against New Zealand? It's it stunned everybody. Like, tell us about it. So that was uh, the most ridiculous review I've ever seen. Uh, it was Ross Taylor uh, playing in his last Test series for. He's been the, the number one batsman for New Zealand. He dead set blocked the ball. He hit the middle of his bat, and the Bangladeshis went up and appealed for LBW. You could have drove a bus between the bat where the ball hit it. There was a cherry on it. And, and the pad. It was the most ridiculous review. Look, I know as a bowler, sometimes you, you, you see things that you want to see and you, and you think it's out when it's, when it's not out. But, uh, this was ridiculous. It was an absolute waste of a review. That's for sure. Oh, his eyes were painted on. I can't <laughs> believe they did that. Stay with us because we will talk tennis and more after the break. Oh, it's beautiful out here at the SCG. Novak Djokovic, now he's been granted an exemption to play at the 2022 Australian Open. This hasn't made everyone happy, Shane. And nor should it. Um, first things first, Melbourne's been through an absolute tumultuous you know, couple of years down there, been in lockdowns, uh, and now there's rules for one and, and different rules for others. And I think Novak Djokovic is going to face the most hostile crowd in Melbourne. Every game he plays, mm. I think he'll be booed. And, um, you know, I think... This is the fault. This is Craig Tilley's fault, uh, who's in charge of Tennis Australia. He has changed his tune bets five or six times. First, he said, if you're not vaccinated, you cannot yeah. come and play. Then he sort of waned and said, well, maybe um, if you've got an exemption. And then he said, I can't check his exemptions because I don't have um, medical privacy um, uh, uh, access to, to his private um, medical records. So 
it's just turned it on a head here now. So there's rules for some and not rules for others. It's, it's going to be appalling. And I think Novak Djokovic, it, it'll be a really tainted um, uh, Australian Open this year due to the fact that he's playing. And this guy, will, he'll go right through again, probably to the final, if not win it. Um, but he'll be booed all the way, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nick Kyrgios uh, has had a fair few words to say about Novak over the course of time. and uh, But he's having some problems, some asthma issues uh, at the moment, big Nick. Yeah, well, Nick Kouris won't go all the way, that's for sure. And um, he's been training down in Canberra. Um, Shad Wicker, who, who was uh, replacing you, Timmy, tipped him to be a bit of a smoky for this tournament. But based on him pulling, pulling out um, already uh, with asthma, I think that's a lot. he's a long shot for the Australian Open. I'd like to see him do well um, with his wild card. But, yeah, he's, once again, he just disappoints, doesn't he, Nick Kyrgios? Uh, Andy Murray, first round loss in the warm-up event. Yeah, well, this is a hard thing, Tim. With um, When you get older uh, and you've had injuries, you need momentum. And the only way you get momentum is by playing more and more. Um, and due to COVID, mate, uh, he's, uh, he's Andy Murray's sort of preparation and lead-up games have all been disjointed. So, yeah, he'd be really disappointed with that. He lost to, uh, I think, the number 76 in the world, the Argentine. Um, but, yeah, Andy Murray, I'd like to see him do well because he was always – I think he's been runner-up five times in the Australian Open. Yeah, uh, look, I had a, a lot of fun watching the Tokyo Olympic Games last year and I cannot wait for the Winter Games, which is just a few weeks away. And uh, Beijing is where it's going to be held and, and they do it brilliantly. Politics aside, the Chinese have, have done an amazing job here. I've had a bit of a, a look at some of the venues. It's quite extraordinary, but it's going to be difficult, isn't it, with Omicron floating around, but uh, uh, the games will go on. Yeah, AOC boss Matt Carroll has, has admitted that athletes could have their Olympic dreams shattered um, due to China's strict COVID protocols, and how ironic is that, mate? <laughs> um, but so any athlete that does test positive will be banned from competing full stop. Mm. Um, no matter, there's no sort of uh, quarantine period. Um, this to me sort of, you know, there has been a lot of corruption in the Olympics and I, you know, I hope it doesn't happen again, but who's doing these tests, Tim? And um, and if, if a favourite is banned due to a, a positive COVID test, are you sure it's positive? Yeah, it just reeks of potential corruption, I think. And uh, I hope that doesn't happen for the Olympics because it's a great event. But we but we saw it minimally affected in Tokyo. Obviously, mm. this is a different strain. But once they go in, they are, they've they got bubbles everywhere. So let's hope that once the opening ceremony is underway, that we can get in and watch the games and, you know, watch the luge and the bobsled. Mm. Because I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Um, what, what about the world game? Uh, Man United supporters, they're not real happy Uh a 42-year um, break of history, which was unwanted. Yeah, the um, the great men United have now sunk to seventh on the ladder, um, and they lost at home to uh, to the Wolves for the first time in 42 years, mate. Haven't lost there since 1980. Mm. Um, and the interim coach, uh, Ralph Rangnick, um, has been called a miracle worker, and by that they mean... He's made the team even worse by coming in. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of stress there and um, they, they can't decide on a coach. The players are sort of having a lot of infighting and uh, they've slipped to seventh on, on the ladder. So, man, you're not having a great season. What a beautiful story this next one is, Shane. Of course, the Melbourne Demons turned around uh, an amazing losing history to win the flag, of course, in Perth in 2021. And it had special significance for, for one very loyal fan, and uh, his name is Warren Constable. Yeah, it was. It made it brought a tear to my eye. This story, Timmy, it was um, 
he was obviously a, a D supporter for many years and, and they finally won the premiership. He's actually terminal um, and his wife somehow got hold of the AFL trophy and brought it into the house for him while he's in palliative care um, to actually hold the trophy himself um, and he was just brought to tears. He was sort of folded over, cuddling the trophy, and it was a, it was a real tender moment, mate. It was, it was really hard to watch actually, and it just goes to show what sport means to a lot of people, Tim. Oh, absolutely, and it can, it can lift people. Uh, great to see a touching moment for someone in such a difficult yeah, position. Yeah, beautiful story. Uh, now. Yeah, heading overseas. Uh, I blame Tom Brady. Now the US is divided on uh, what happened with Antonio Brown. They're, they're, they're blaming the GOAT. They're blaming the GOAT. Well, as you said, they're, they're totally divided. So half of America is saying that Tom Brady has showed real compassion um, to Antonio Brown, saying when he was frog-marched by his his coach, saying you'll never be a buck again, mm. he's sort of saying... When he took his shirt he off. He took his shirt off and let's get around him now. And he walked off. From the team, Tom Brady was the one who got him over to the Bucks. Um, so half of the country is blaming him for actually getting him over there. Uh, I think we mentioned yesterday the guy has a bit of a litany of issues, and he's you know, he, he lied about his vaccination, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so they're blaming Tom Brady for getting there in the first place. While the other half of the country are saying, you know, how how great is Tom Brady? Um, he's one of the greatest. He's the greatest player of all time, but he, he has time to show compassion for his teammates and friends, which was really really nice. Yeah, I think I'm in that school of thought. Tom Brady didn't go and rip his yeah. shirt off. He did it himself. And uh, so, yeah, you can lead a horse to water. Isn't that the old saying? That's um, it, mate. Now, I don't want to be critical of people's personal choices, particularly in around body art. But um, what do you make of Nathan Cleary's tattoo um, after winning the premiership for the Panthers? Um, it's certainly big. It's one of the biggest tattoos I've ever seen. It's a huge uh, panther it takes up half his side of his body, doesn't it, Tim? It's um, and really funny colours too. But <laughs> let's just hope he never plays for another team. I don't think he will. But uh, yeah, he's got a big panther there for the for the rest of his life. Um, as we know, Tim, you get a bit older. That panther might stretch a bit too. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I might be might become a couple of panthers. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> a pot of panthers. Who knows? But uh, we'll see how that looks when he's sixty years of age. Yeah, well, we're wrapping it up today. Of course, you can hear the ambient noise from where I am. I'm, of course, at the Sydney Cricket Ground, and it was announced yesterday that the media centre will now be the Richie Benno Media Centre, which is just fantastic. As as someone yep. that worked with Richie for a long, long time, and I was a young guy coming through, particularly in the producing of cricket and the way that he helped me. He was an extraordinary figure, an Australian captain. What an icon. And uh, and commentated at this ground for, what, 60 years, 50-odd, 60 yeah. years. And uh, Michael Slater um, commentated with Richie for quite some time when they were both at Channel 9. And uh, when it started for Slats, it was pretty intimidating, wasn't it? Very much so, Timmy. And, uh, and Richie Benno had his own... Um, handcrafted earpiece which was a it went into his ear so he could hear the producer in his ear but the 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 cord that ran out of his ear was about two meters long and he used to sort of loop down underneath the table and Slats was given his first ever commentary stint with the great Richie Benno but they gave Michael Slater the lead and as the lead um, you have to talk first and Richie there was to give the color but out of respect for Richie, Slats didn't say anything first. And he said five balls went by and not a word was said. <laughs> and then Richie just tapped and said, are you going to say something? And then a wicket fell and Slats jumped up and stood on this cord and yanked <laughs> Richie's head to the left. 
And then got him, yes. And then Richie slid over and said, if you do that again, you're going to rip my fucking head off. <laughs> so he said it was a real dismal start, uh, sitting alongside the doyen of Richie Benno. But uh, what a great story and what a great visual, seeing Richie Benno's head ripped to the side. Oh, he was the captain of the commentary team. And, and the way that he, he, he brought those guys through, particularly the, the, the young guys in that latter generation, and, and it, was all, it was interesting that no words were spoken because that was his theory. He goes, mm. if you've got nothing to say, don't say it. And uh, uh, for him, it was just such a pivotal thing, wasn't it? Because when he did say something, it just was so crystal clear. Never a true word spoken, Tim. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Main Haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, thank you to our great producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.